0: Welcome to Baobab Chats. Today we have decided to bring you a topic surviving in the pandemic. And uh, under the Baobab tree, I'm joined with two ladies, uh Aqua Jay from, all the way from Cape Town and uh Tendai, all the way from Warsaw. And today we have decided to discuss about this pandemic. I mean, we know everyone is talking about COVID 19 and it's it's not it's not doing well in in, in wherever we are so i've uh, brought these ladies just to have a discussion uh to find out how are we how are we surviving with this pandemic and what measures are we taking uh i'll start with jay and uh jay in cape town how is cape town and uh how are you surviving this pandemic (laughs)
1: um hello everybody um and thanks for having me um cape town is very detrimental with the weather we thought it was gonna be storming in the week, and like, yeah, no, it's Cape Town. Um, how am I surviving the pandemic, one day at a time? <laughs> um, yeah, I think like all the things that um, that usually keeps me sane um, have sort of ramped up, um, and that's like just staying in touch with people um, and using trying to use the time to. Um, or trying to use the silence, because there's a lot of silence going around. Because you're not yeah. able to go out and um, engage um, in a, a lot of activities. Um, so those are the things that's been really useful to me. Um, I'm sure a lot of those things will still come up as, as we chat.
0: Oh, yes, yes. Tina is in Poland, uh, in Warsaw. And uh, can you just give us a brief of uh, how, how things are going that side? I mean, we haven't heard uh, much news uh, about uh, Poland how are you guys surviving? And what what's going on there?
2: Okay, hi everyone. I'm Tendai, and huh, it's it's just um, you know difficult to think that we've been in this for one year now. And from March, we've been like experiencing lockdowns. I haven't gone to the office since March. I've been working from home. Mm-hmm. My daughter having school at at home. And um, at some point in when was it in March, April, in June, we thought ah the first wave is gone and things opened up a bit, only to experience it twice as uh, as hard in the second um, in the second wave. But yeah, we've used we we are now used to we're living with it and we're getting ourselves ready each and every time for what's coming. So it hasn't been easy but uh, manageable. We know we need to follow the rules and everything. So yeah, we are still in it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, talking about following the rules, I mean, we have seen the, the surge now is actually getting more and more, especially here in South Africa. Um, we, as much as we are being taught about these things every day, about COVID-19, mask up, everything. But the COVID, the, 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 the pandemic is still surging and more people are getting killed and and the numbers are getting high where are we getting it wrong i mean jay where are we getting it wrong
1: i mean that's a really loaded question (laughs) um because there's lots of pockets um that that's responsible for you know um making sure that we um that we survive this and that it's not um doing as much damage um as it has up until this point but I think, like, as an individual, um, a lot of what I'm experiencing at the moment is, like, it's a bit of fatigue. So it's, like, you go through the process and, you know, all of the levels and then all of the restrictions attached to it, the numbers go down and you start having a little bit of hope and you're, like, you know, maybe, you know, things are going to normalize a little bit. And then it's, like, you just, like, right back to square one. So I think, like, even for me, like, it's, it's feeling a little bit of fatigue of just, like, this experience and not really being able to attach to um, a lot of, like, tangible hope, I guess, of, like, of of it potentially getting better and, you know, all of those things, Um, and so, so I think, like, that's how I'm feeling and I'm guessing that's, that's maybe how a lot of other people are feeling. For me, it's easier to sort of abide by the rules. I've got... A very really comfortable house, um, place where I stay. I've got access to the internet, and I've, I can I can entertain my my time in other in other ways. And a lot of people don't have those options. And I guess sometimes yeah. that makes them potentially a little bit more vulnerable and um, open to them maybe floating the rules or, or, or whatever you want to call it. But it's tough. It's really, really
0: tough. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah.
2: Chennai where i am people are actually doing what they are supposed to be doing and fortunately the numbers are showing so people don't go out when it's not necessary people keep distance people wear masks people do whatever they are asked to do and i think from december we've seen numbers going down so i think because there are rules if people try to follow those rules religiously i'm quite sure results will show because um, here, for, during Christmas time, everything was closed. We only had two weeks to do Christmas shopping. And after that, everything was closed again. So I feel like people are getting it wrong because they are not taking this thing as serious. And if they actually follow the rules, we'll be able to have... I mean, we'll be moving towards um, um a better situation. And if... Um, if the numbers if people start following the rules numbers start going down people should maintain not to be already happy that ah it seems better and then we go back because mm-hmm. we're going to relapse again so mm-hmm. i think whether it's not for what we're supposed to
0: yeah oh, that's true yeah i mean because i mean i uh, am um, talking of the in, in the year in south africa where things were getting better, like what Jay said earlier on, and then we we kind of relaxed and we started doing what we were doing before and all of a sudden the number started to shoot again. And it, it didn't look it didn't look nice and still it's still not looking very nice. And um, now we are in the situation where we need to educate each and everyone, you know, and in your communities wherever you are, I mean, are you guys talking about it or it's just like okay, one man for himself and whatever happens to them with them how are we doing to, to to i mean to spread this awareness i mean to everyone is there anything that we're doing as as individuals or we just waiting for the you know for the government to do something on behalf of us um we we see every time on whatsapp statuses people are just talking about something else not really about covid because there's there is other people that still don't understand this covid you know, there's still those remote areas where people don't even understand what's going on. They would just say, okay, uh, it's something that is going to, that is happening in the towns there. And uh, Jay, um, are you doing anything to help the communities, to help each other?
1: I think like, it's a very, really, um, you can do stuff in your individual capacity. Like I'm like obsessively on my mother, for example. My mother's like is like, um, over 60, um, and my mother's got all the all the old old people rides. Like you can tell her something and then she's like, but is it really so is it really that bad? And you know, all of those things. Yeah. So there's a lot of and so there's a lot of sort of information that out to fold and explain to her in a different way that she might not get it, like with how the communication around the um around the virus is coming through. And I don't I don't think anybody is not speaking about the virus and like what's happening around the pandemic. Um, so I think there's, um, even when I was working with some young people last year, like what they were saying is like, they, they, they do a similar thing. So at home, it's like they've got access to the internet and they're on Facebook and see all of the, all of the news and the information, um, and they share around their communities, especially for the older people, um, and people that might not be literate and all of those things. Um, so in my it's just like in my circles um and we um we i have sort of influence um and that's sort of as far as um i'm going in my personal capacity um, besides the component
0: of work oh okay ah that's that's very good tonight are you doing anything or you're just looking after your, your daughter and the people that are next to you next door to you are you phoning the people in in africa to tell them guys this thing is real we have seen a lot of people that were saying, I oh, know, before, remember when it started, people were saying, okay, I know this thing is only for a Chinese thing and it's American thing, but now it, it's really hitting hard and now it's really hitting the people that are close to us, the people that we know. That's when we're starting to wake up now. And, and, and are we doing enough? And what are we doing to help our, our, our people, our relatives, our friends?
2: Okay. Um it said that you noted that people thought it was a China thing or an America thing. It took some people to lose to lose their dear life once you see that this thing is affecting everyone and it's something that you need to, it can happen to anyone actually. So what I've been doing on my part is just to tell people the situation, um, especially back home, to tell people the situation, how it's going here, because in the first wave it was kinda, uh, you know, would say 300 people died, and then we it seems as if oh it's 300 and I don't know those people, but in the second wave like 50,000 you would be really scared to walk outside the door, and the way everything was shut, and you know the way people were dying, it's it called for I mean. At some point, I was feeling very, very sad and scared that I'm all alone here. What's going to happen? So I constantly used to share with my family how it's going here, at least to give a reflection that anything can happen and numbers can rise from 300 today to 50,000 tomorrow, because we experienced that in this country. So. I used to call my family and friends to say, please don't go out, don't travel, don't go for funerals, don't go to church. There's, uh, there are other options, uh, how you can fellowship, how you can you know mix with other people. So I tried to reach out a little bit um, using the community I am as an example with what I was seeing, like the numbers and stuff. It's really difficult to give to people, but uh, we can at least try, you know.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> you you raise you raise an important que- uh, uh, point there, at uh, Tendai it said, um, you know, the older people, our our parents, they when they go out for the for funerals and gatherings, you tell them, no, you can't do that anymore. They tell you, no, 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 no. I know that person. I have to be there. Um, that we grew up together. Oh, she was so nice to me, and all those things. And you can't really, you know, stop them, but. Now, they are seeing it, and some of them, they are so ignorant, they're still saying, okay, as much as this can be there, no, it won't get me, you know, it's other people's thing. Jay, what have you been telling your mother? I mean, she's over oh. 60, and you know she's one of those persons who wants to also visit, and who wants to visit their families. What have you been telling her? Well, has she been
1: listening? <laughs> well, I've been lucky for the most part. Um, she's She's been sort of... Um, obeying the rules and not going out as much as, as she used to. But I think it's also like, it's it's easier sometimes for us to say that as a younger generation, um, because we don't have attached the same value to it. Also depending on your culture, and all of those things. But I mean, funerals have been a big thing. Um, we really recently had a person in our family um, and my uncle passed away from, from COVID. And I was just like, I can't, like, uh, my mother can't go. But this is, this is her cousin, and it's someone that she grew up with. Um, and there's, you know, all of the closure and all of the stuff that's attached to attending someone's funeral um, when it comes to um, how we sort of view the world and all of those things. So it was difficult, but I had to, like, just, like, explain to my mother, like, these are the risks, and I really, like, I don't think it's, like, it's worth it, and there's, maybe there's other ways to get closure and maybe to support the family um, and such. But it's a very, very difficult conversation. And I know a lot of people struggle with that. And it just doesn't... It's just difficult to comprehend that you can no longer have that at um, the food, however long it's still going to be like this. Um but yeah. It requires a lot yeah. of patience.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I was having a conversation with someone the other day, and they were saying there are still some places in... in in other countries like where this is so remote that when you talk about COVID, they will just laugh at you and say, oh, no, 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 that thing hasn't come here. And um, he was suggesting that, um, you know, we actually need to do something, you know, just to educate people because when it comes, it will wipe everyone. It will wipe everyone. Uh, your take on that, tonight? Um. Yeah, it, it, it's
2: very difficult. Like in, in places where it hasn't, if it, I mean, we need to educate each other as much as possible, even in those old places. I don't know how we can do it. We can reach out. Somebody can go and reach out and say that this is happening, but, um, I don't know. Maybe we just need to, if it means doing flyers, doing whatever, any ways that uh, can reach them, even if it means Talking to the local, I mean, chiefs or something in the places that are, are so remote, because um, with this, with these things, it's all about the information that is available to you. So we can try to reach out. I don't know Facebook, radio stations, mm-hmm. word of mouth, whatever possible thing that we can do would be would be good too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, one thing that I've noted also, and with concern, that a lot of people are putting on masks, but not the right way. A lot of people are carrying sanitizers, but they're not using it. They they have the mask, but the mask is just here on the chin, and I mean, how what does it help? And looking into the public transport, that's where our biggest concern is. Um, Jay, I think you've you've noted this. If you ever approach someone to say, "Okay, you're not wearing the mask the right way," or you just say, "Okay, that's that's their own thing," let them go; they will die. If you ever,
1: or <laughs> well, not like that, harsh, <laughs> but um, I think it's like it's very, very sensitive. Like cause you think it's something as simple as a mask, but you see all over social media how people are. Um, just like, just saying like you have to wear a mask is something that like offends the whole, everything, like don't tell me what to do and like, you know, all of those things. Um, so for it, uh, me, it's been really interesting to observe how people respond to something seemingly like really, really simple. Um, but, I, and I think I've also had to exercise a lot of patience because for me, it's like, it's logic. Like you, you put the mask on, you minimize your risk of contact in the virus. And you minimize the risk for the people around you. It's as simple as that. But not everyone thinks logically. And I've, and everyone's got different filters. So no, I would be really scared to walk up to someone and go, like, oh my guy, you must wear your mask properly or, like, whatever, because you just don't know how the person is going to respond. But sometimes it also, it, it, because you understand the risk, it also gets a little bit annoying when you, like, walk around in certain spaces and you see people not doing it. Um, But it's like, it's a whole shift of mind. And for some people, it it just happens faster than others. Um, But I think it helps that it's mandated. And by law, you have to do it. So a lot more people are doing it. Um, Now we must just move on to everybody doing it the right way. Skip, by step, things.
0: I like what Ebert said uh, on YouTube. He said uh, COVID is only real when it's close to you. COVID is only real when it's within or close to the people you know. Which is true. I mean, people only say, "Oh, okay, this is COVID," when they see someone close to them, either sick or dying with it. You know, which is it's 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 something that is that is real. I've seen people saying, "Okay, I oh, know there's no COVID." You know, it's mm-hmm. only for those people. But now, when it comes to your doorstep or when it comes to within the community, that's when yeah. you start to realize, "Oh no, this thing is this thing is real." Tena.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. We make it seem as if it's real when it's uh it all comes real when it's people close to us, but why do we have to wait until we lose a loved one for, yeah. for us to wake up? I mean, we could do better there. Um it only becomes real like that because we are trying to we are trying to run away from reality. People are dying of going news reading what you see this but it's very selfish of us I think to to have that notion to think that it's real when we are losing um, people close to us. Nobody wants to lose to lose a loved one i mean uh, in any situation, so I think we could do more there by just following what we need to do what we need to what we need to do so that we protect our loved ones already so that it doesn't get close to us
0: yes 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 jay you want to add on something there
1: yeah i think it's also um sometimes it's 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 difficult all of it is difficult to just complain, and a lot, a lot of people I know. When when it started, I, I was looking at it, and I'm like, after like maybe a month or two into lockdown, I was like, or oh, is, oh, is this like reality? Like it feels like a movie <laughs> that we are living in. Um, and so so it's so it's, and sometimes it's easier to just detach yourself from it, because it's also so traumatic. I was speaking to someone the other day and I feel like I was saying to her, I don't know if secondary trauma is like a real like thing, but like that's what I feel like. So it's not to so someone so every day you look on, on social media or on your WhatsApp or whatever you go to someone who's passed away. Um so you just get a bit by from all angles all the time. If you are a mother and you've got children at school, it's like thinking about how is this gonna affect my kids when when school starts up again and like all of these different scenarios like the risk of still getting to public transport to working work and all of those things um so I, like i can understand how some people would want to just detect from the reality of it sometimes um but we also know that we actually can't get away with it because if we don't do these things and people are literally going to die and that's the reality yeah, yeah so, that's
0: yeah. really yeah and um, um also one, one other thing that i i, I noticed uh, when it comes to this pandemic um a lot of people just also like to you know like follow the protocols only when they only when they they see someone uh a loved one uh dying or died that's when they try to you know that's uh washy uh comment there people tend to follow social distancing and masking up when they see their loved ones dying Due to the corona, instead of preventing it now and stopping the spread, which is true, and um, you know, they people only wake up. I, I you, you said it earlier. People only wake up when something bad happens. Instead of instead of preventing, because they say preventing it is better than cure. Um, hmm. Do you agree? With me?
1: I mean, a lot of it is just human nature, really. Um, so yeah. the and like um, I think the. The communication that's come through and the way and um, the way actually people have taken personal responsibility to actually also like educate people around them because i think there's also like a lot of misinformation that went around in the beginning um around around COVID, around the protocols and around um all of the rules that the government has put in place so there's all of that that people need to filter through until they actually realize that this is a real thing um, so we must also keep that in mind
0: yes yes that's true
2: um like i said before i think people just need to change the mindset um isn't they say prevention is better than cure and here we're not even saying pre- prevention is better than cure we're saying prevention is better than death because yeah <laughs> we have time to be thinking about cure so i mean at least we're having these conversations. If we keep having these conversations, maybe people will be able to realize that you're just not masking up because the government wants you to. You're masking up because you need to protect each other. We people, we need to protect our loved ones. We need to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the hospital world, and this thing is not good. So I wish people could just follow what they what they are supposed to do. Social distance, uh, mask, don't even go out. If you if you don't want to mask up, don't even uh, put yourself in positions at risk. Because like I said earlier, here people were, were kind of like protesting against mask and restrictions, but at some point it really hits that, okay, everyone, bye. Right? The other day I was out and it was a public holiday. There was nobody, nobody on the streets. Like I was confused, am I lost or something? It was just dead quiet. And in the supermarket, it kind of seems like people are scared to even go next to each other. Nobody wants to go close. And if you are touching, just touching without gloves, the next person will look at you and be like, are you serious? So. I think we really need to take this really, really serious. Mask up because we know we are protecting ourselves and our family. We are fighting against death, against you know losing our loved ones. So we could change our mindset a bit there.
0: Yeah, which is something that we want. You know, like you said, where people are scared now and then they they really practice uh social distancing and you know. The problem is people are doing that. People are not, but people are not are not educating other people. They say, "Ah, no, 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 it's fine." Like for example, um, my friend comes to my place, you know, because they are at my place, and then uh, you know, we do this hugging thing. You know, we're used to that, and it's something that we can't really stop. You know, it's still it's still difficult. We are trying, but still difficult. And are you are you facing the same challenge anyway? You see your friends, you see your loved one, but you can't really do what you used to do. You know, you need to embrace when someone comes or just saying hi. Ah, you feel like you're being rude, you know. You feel like you didn't greet the person enough. Also, putting in mind that there is there is a virus. There is a monster out there, invisible monster, that can ruin the all of your your life. The next day, both of you are gone. Are you facing the same challenges, Jane?
1: Well, I'm, I'm a bit of an introvert, so I'm not, like, a hugger by nature. So that hasn't been difficult for me at all. Um, but I know that there are I know friends of mine who are, like, video fiction, And that's, like, yeah. it really, really took, like, a long time for them to, like, adjust. And it's something that you miss if that's something that you miss to and something that you value as well. Um, but I think also, like, one of the things that I've been trying to do when it comes to like, how people are other people behave is i only have control over my own space and my own behavior so and setting my own boundaries as well um so there so i won't i won't for example go to a party or like go to a gathering even if it's a, like not a good group of people because I, I don't think that's the best thing to do right now for me um or like you know not going to the shop or like you know all of those things but some people are fine and they're willing to take that risk. And like you know, it's easy to judge and go like you know whatever, but that takes a lot of energy. So it's like understanding like what are your boundaries, doing the best that you can, and educate where you can. But also understand that people are people are individuals, and they will judge these things um, the way they want to. Luckily, like it's a law that you have to wear um, you have to wear masks, so no one can get away from that now um, in our country at least. Um, and the, the stores and all of those places are like practicing social distance, um, and we're obviously in this lockdown, which minimizes um, interaction. Um, but it's it's very really, very really tricky. Lots of people just having to go against their very nature in order to stay Saying,
0: "Yeah, <laughs> that's that, that's a mouthful, there, Jay." Um, uh, someone was saying, "I mean, they, okay, we we we, we die. We, we let's 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 leave this uh, spreading the word thing." And just talk about the the people. How are they treating this virus? I mean, in terms of the medicine that they're using. I mean, the the, the, the things that they're using to protect it. I mean, <laughs> some are using the, the the natural herbs, and they're saying they're, it's, they're working. Some are saying, okay, let's do the vitamin C. Let's do this. I, Tendai, uh, how are you? They are you doing natural herbs as well? And how are they recommending it?
2: <laughs> no, unfortunately. Oh, uh, nothing about the natural herbs here. I think the only thing is that um, we were told to up our vitamin. Our we always do because of the winter. You know, it's very cold, and we're always encouraged to have to up the vitamin um, intake. But. Um, I'm not uh, against the natural herbs, but we need to sometimes be more objective to you know, thinking because if we have um, this thing of skimming and uh, it's working, but I think we need to check where we are. Like sometimes someone is really ill, is really you can see this they are not doing well okay at all. To take them to the doctor. I mean, we can't all be um, we can't all be specialists in medicine. Yes. And I think it's good to take the natural herbs. I like to take garlic ginger when when I have a flu. Some point, we need to just consult with the with the specialists in medicine. I mean, I don't know. I don't think um i want to say but i think i see i think we need to be objective we need to weigh how it's going and how's the situation like we can't keep in the house We are using whatever we're using i mean this is my thinking (laughs) (laughs)
0: let's take on this
2: um
1: that's not something that I've like necessarily been exposed to personally. Um, but I've obviously read um on social media some people advocating for certain things. Um and I mean I will also like the same thing, like try and be on objective and follow like the experts and what the experts are saying. Um and there's obviously also experts in natural medicine. So, you know, so there's so there's but people, it's just, it's having information out there and having some real conversations and having an openness, um, I think, also to an alternative view. because Some people are really like, they believe what they believe about certain things. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, on that one, I don't have a lot to say. I also just stick to my vitamins because um, I'm able to, but yeah.
0: Yeah, because the, people are saying, people are using the, the natural herbs and they're saying they're working. The reason why, because I mean, they are they, still waiting for the vaccine that is not coming, and or that will come sometime. By the time it comes, maybe all of us will be wiped. So you you might just use the you might just use the natural. Herbs. I mean, people are using different things, and some of them are some of these apps are working. I mean, so why not using them? Why not using them anyway? Um. So <laughs> the other, the other thing that I wanted to touch on is um. Okay, we. Uh, financially we know a lot of people have have had bad times financially this is this is we're not talking about we're now talking about the whole year some of them haven't been going to work and people have been struggling and are we doing enough for our relatives our families I mean to support these people because at the end of the day um at the end of the day they they will need us they will need our support not not just the the information about COVID but also financially you know where we where we or emotionally where we we, we come for them we are there for them and helping them uh tonight are you are you taking your part in, in, in that in that regard
2: okay um I feel like this is the time really we need to send a hand and an extra ear towards um our relatives i think it's good we need to you know sometimes we think ah somebody's asking for help but now i think we need to put an extra ear if somebody needs help financially i think it's a good time to step in help because um in my in, in my own personal experience i have lots of cousins and friends that are working in the hospitality industry and they have not been to work for like Ten months and so, so I think we need to really step in and um, help each other, um, help each other as much as possible. Um, I have a friend in, in Johannesburg. She was she she was suffering from COVID for two weeks, and her employer pays her only by commission. So it means those two weeks she was in hospital. She didn't have any income coming in. So we had to step in as a group of friends and uh, give her something. I think we really, really need to be concerned, um, check up on our relatives and friends. Are they okay? Do they have what they need? We all don't have. We all don't have enough. But I'm sure we can just uh, ourselves to help. Especially now that financially some people are really, really not doing well.
0: So oh, true, yeah. some
2: people were still working from home and no salary cut whatsoever. So I think we really, really need to extend our hand, uh, giving, and do as much as we can for our friends and relatives. Yeah.
0: Yes, and it's on, not only our, our, our only our relatives. You know, even the the orphanage places they've yeah. been struggling a lot in terms of getting you know all the stuff they need um uh, what can we do you know what can we do to to, to help these guys these people i mean even the orphanage. I, I know our family and friends we're doing our best to help but we we also are also forgetting the other part of our people where the orphanage are being affected much about this uh by this uh, pandemic are we doing enough jay or what do we need to do
1: there's lots of opportunities to help. I mean, obviously, like this um, this pandemic has just, um, I mean, particularly in South Africa, really um, exposed to a lot more people just how unequal society is, um, and how um, skewed things are in terms of income and all of those things. And there's lots. I work in the NGO space, so like I see like a lot of like, how a lot of different organisations are just are struggling to to um, to keep going under these circumstances. Because obviously budgets of shrunk and normal people who would have contributed to their causes are not able to at this time and all those things. So I think it's like, there's simple things like, I got a call from Meals on Wheels the other day. Um, and they um, support a particular um, section of, of society and it was for me it's like saying easy, okay, like this is what I can contribute every month um in order to, to to make my contribution at the end of the day. So I think it's like checking like what 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 causes you can tap into. And sometimes you feel like I can't afford it, but it's actually not that sometimes it's actually not that expensive. It's maybe money you want to spend on luxuries for the week that can actually feed another person for a week. Um, literally. So so it's to, to just think about it in that
2: way as well
0: yeah all right now that's a good one thank you so much um and uh you know i i, I like the idea where he says it's, it's not only about money it's even even some of the things that you can do or you can take from your house and you know some of the extras that you you i see stand for there saying thank you jay um some of these things that you you you, you do you're not using i mean just sleeping we need to stretch an helping hand, and know that as much as we are in the pandemic a lot of people still need help in terms of financials in terms of farming um, physical help emotional help you know some of the some of the people that are dying they are not suffering from COVID, but they are suffering from the from the the, the, the i mean they they don't have anything they, they they're thinking too much they don't have anything they lost their jobs the companies closed so we need to be there emotionally support them financially support them and uh tendai before we leave your your, your parting shots what are your words to the world
2: uh my words are that we need to really be supportive it can happen to anyone it can affect anyone and we need to appreciate each other uh, even more and we should also take lessons from this um, time that we are going through to be there for each other, to support each other mentally, and um, you know, I have, I have, I'm in a, I am mean, in I have lost um, a cousin. I have had a friend who suffered like mental health issues during this COVID, so I really understand how bad it's. Uh, it is, and I wish everybody else could understand that this is really um, something that is huge, and we need to take our part. We need to get answer that call. Just speak to someone, hear whatever they need to say. Just open your heart. Just do what you're supposed to do, and be supportive. Um, there are there are online um, websites where there are online platforms where you can actually sign up just to talk to someone from all over the world i mean you can just do that in the comfort of your home just be there and be supportive um i could say so much more about this but i just i would just say let's just be supportive let's follow the rules let's just know that it affects anyone and it can happen everywhere so let's just be careful yeah. Thank you
0: so much, tendai Mask up. Talk to someone. Say something good, and you know, um, be supportive. tendai said it. Jay, your parting shot.
1: I was speaking to um, a group of matriculants last year, and I was saying to them that even though this year, well, 2020 was such a difficult, unprecedented— hate that word— year. Um, that's just. It was just horrible for a lot of people. We mustn't forget that this is not the first type of difficulty that we face as individuals. That these like, we've got a capacity to, to um, overcome a lot of difficult things. And we've done it before and we can do it again. So I would encourage everybody to just like tap into that person um, that has overcome like a whole lot of different things. Um, and remember that you actually, you have what it takes to make it to the other side of this.
0: Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Jay. Um, this is what we need. I mean, we need people to be supportive. We need to people to be supported in any way. Uh, that's, that's the reason why we come under the baobab tree and discuss about these things. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for joining us today. Thank you so much, Jay. Thank you so much, Tendai, and uh, for taking your time to to come and discuss and teach other people about this uh, pandemic. We know we, we we can do more. We can do more. And um we are not limited to helping. Wherever we are, we can help around our communities, our families. Let's be there for them. Let's help. Let's be supportive. And thank you so much, guys. And thank you so much for the to the people who are watching. Um, we'll see you again in the next episode. Uh, from Baobab Chats. I say goodbye for now.